This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Breakevens coming your way for round 15. It's going to be a huge, huge round, obviously headlined by Jared Croker playing game 300 one of the proudest Canberra boys of all time. And joining me, probably the second proudest of all time, the great T-Rex T. Williams. Still in brother? Very excited for the weekend ahead, mate. Torts getting his 300th in. As you said, one of Canberra doesn't I mean he was already a legend, but this really cements it, doesn't it? One of the best blokes you'll ever meet. So we'll be heading down to it. I cannot wait to go to that game. And uh, I'm sure they'll put on a, a pretty epic show for him. I read a quote during the week that said something along the lines of he's been here from Harold Matz to game 300 and hasn't done a thing wrong. Yeah. Doesn't it just say something about a bloke in a rugby league, especially in Canberra, like you've had your fair whack of trouble over the years. You've had yeah. guys come and go. You've had guys banned from the fucking town. For Jared Croker to do it, he's done incredible. He's the ultimate leader of the club, mate. As you said, footy players love getting a bit of strife, whether it's bad, whether it's a tiny little thing. And he's just... You know, Donny Ferner, the CEO, can go to bed at night knowing that the skipper of his club will not screw up or do anything wrong. Uh, as I said, such a great leader of the club, born in around the area. He's a Goulburn boy. Obviously, the, the Croakers are pretty famous, rugby league family, and particularly around the Raiders. He's, uh, you know, not, not the closest relationship exactly with Jason Croker, another all-time legend of the club. But... He's just been perfect for them over the years. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And um, we'll obviously be down there for the game in Canberra. Both of us will be heading down there, so we're really, really looking forward to that. You show me around town or what? I'll be showing you, showing you around the capital, mate. Uh, if anyone's floating around, just look for the, the two dickheads with Jared Croker plastered on their shirts. So, yeah. Yes, I'm, I will be rocking my shirt. There's only going to be about 20,000 people rocking those shirts. but <laughs> Now, I got a lot of messages from people last night. Oh, can we come and have a beer, blah, blah, blah. I think we've decided just to take it in-house. We uh, we haven't caught up for a beer in a while, just quietly. Yeah, so we, have, uh, we haven't had too many beers lately. So back to the capital, a lot of family and friends around there. So we'll, uh, we'll be punching a few few quiet ones. If you can find us, best of luck to you. <laughs> or we won't be putting out our location. So it's a bit like Where's Wally? As we sit on halfway at Bruce Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, obviously, Jared Kroger's 300th game, which is, you know, just unbelievable stuff. I, I personally, and I'm so stoked I'm wrong, I didn't think he'd get there at the start of the season. I, I thought he was next to no hope of getting there. So I'm so happy to see him get there. We're going to be there for it. And on top of that, as you guys know, we went to the field club a couple of weeks ago at Combank Stadium, uh, which was an unbelievable experience. It was fantastic. Uh, we're out there for the Parramatta versus Newcastle game, mm. which turned into an onslaught of points there, which was great. Super great bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. Mm. It really was. Uh, and we are returning there next Saturday at 5.30, the 17th of June, to see the Parramatta Eels take on the Manly Seagulls. We will be joined by... 
Manly, Raringa Seals, Royalty, Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport. Um, I believe the rumours have been confirmed. We are going to be getting a limousine out there. I <laughs> can't fucking wait for. Which is going to be great. And we're going to be going to the Field Club. Uh, Matty the Waterboy will be there too, the main attraction. And uh, we have got two passes for... Two of you guys to join us. So last time uh, we had we had two tickets. We gave them to two separate people. We're going to give the two tickets to one winner this week. And the Parramatta Eels, they have just shows how how much good form the Parramatta Eels have in them. Said to me this week, hey, instead of doing a Parramatta giveaway, let's celebrate what Jared Croker's done in the game. You need to correctly predict Jared Croker's Supercoach score in his 300th game mm. this weekend. That form by Parramatta is sensational. Yeah, so good. The Eels love beers and break-evens. They love, they love Jared Croker. Who doesn't? And, yeah, so to throw it out on, on Croke for his 300th, uh, it's an exciting one. And what's your, what, what's your score prediction for him? Uh, I, I haven't had a great think about it yet because I've already got a ticket, obviously. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Go He's bagging on. at least one try. The Raids are going to put on a show because they'll all be playing for him. So there's plenty of points in it. So he's kicking a lot of conversions. My guess would be uh, 81. I'm going to say 73. 73. 73 is going to be my take. So if it is 73 in any of you comment, tough shit. I'm taking the extra pass. <laughs> yeah, we got him first. Yeah, unlucky. Can't we, win a um, Speaking of Tom and Eddie coming out, sorting out the limo, uh, taking your one, mate, or are the boys going to hire one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff That one got to work out In the mirror last night I think That's that's not your first run That's good <laughs> I back that I deserve that All of my shit jokes Are like uh, preempted. <laughs> but uh, yeah guys Leave in the YouTube comments If you are on social media You need to come to the YouTube And you need to comment there What Jared Croker's score Will be this weekend In his 300th game And you can join us At the Field Club On the 17th of June At 5.30pm At Combank Stadium For the Parramatta Eels Taking on the Manly Seagulls Myself, Timmy Maddie the water boy, Tom and Eddie from Hello Sports gonna be a cracking evening. Uh, obviously you get free beers, you get free drink, you get free food. It is amazing. And the view you get is second to none. We had the time of our life last time and I got an AVO put on me by Jermaine Hopgood. So yeah. everyone kicked a goal. It was fantastic. If you're on social media, go to the YouTube, comment Jared Croker's score for this weekend. Correct predictions. We'll go into a randomizer and we will reach out to the winners and you can come along with us. How good? It's gonna be epic, mate. You're- Literally, they run straight through the guts of you. You got close enough to give give uh, Jaman a little tap on the butt on the way through. That's that's the the access you get. How good's that? And also, I forgot to mention at half time, we're going to yeah. be out in the hay diddle diddle catching the bomb machine. So I was actually talking to Tom and Eddie yesterday, and Eddie said he's no hope of catching. Tom was weirdly confident, which I <laughs> called bullshit on very quickly. But I do think you're the best hope. I think you are the chosen one. Saturday, five thirty, get under a pill. You, you're very good at throwing pressure on others, aren't you, mate? And like just taking the attention away from yourself. Well, you're still playing footy. You, you, you always say you're safe as a bank. Yeah. The, the word about this bomb machine is though that it's it's a Maddie Burton torp that height, that spiral, but in the reverse direction. So it it drifts the the opposite way. So mm. we'll see. I'm actually going to back you in. I reckon you'll take it. In fact, I think you're a shit in to take it. Even after nine scoos? I'll back you. <laughs> Thanks, Nine's under. Uh, yeah, so make sure you comment, guys. Jared Croker's score in his 300th game this weekend. And once again, shout out to Parramatta for putting this up in the first place. I think we need to appreciate NRL clubs that are reaching out to social content creators to get involved and give you guys opportunities to do fantastic things like this. And on top of that, they didn't even make us do it about Parramatta. They yeah. said, let's celebrate a legend of the game in Jared Croker. 
How good's that? It doesn't get any better than that. Top-notch form, Parra. Yeah, un- unreal form from Para. All right, uh, Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor this week and every week. Uh, they have got a couple of big events coming up. The first one, the 8th of June, which I believe is tomorrow night. Today is the 7th, so that would make tomorrow the 8th. Adds up. Timmy, so I was correct. Nailed nice. it. Uh, buying a property with your super, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at Sydney Olympic Park. I think it might be a webinar, but reach out to Blue Wealth Property to find out. Uh, buying a property with your super. Now, when we say super we don't mean the west tigers override call which of course <laughs> the great alex 12 gave away on the show the other night in probably my favorite bit of tv ever yeah also hearing that probably the least original override call in rugby league like every country club pretty well any club below new south Cup rugby league on the planet the override call is super and timmy sheens is, hasn't quite reinvented the wheel with super has he what was your call back in the day what did we have? Um, we used to have Henry. Henry. Oh, you put me on the spot, mate. I don't even remember. I remember? No, I don't remember what it was. I thought you would have been a fucking fiend for calling it. I was. Me. I know you would have been. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Short side Henry. Thanks for coming. See you later. Very uh, Josh Hodgson vibes. Love that. <laughs> Joshy Hodgson. <laughs> if it hey. wasn't called Josh Hodgson, it is now. Yeah. The beauty of Hodjo, he didn't have to call it because he's already at dummy half. <laughs> he's already he made the go. decision. <laughs> Love that. And then on the 14th of June, mate, they've got another yes. big showcase. Wealth Through Property event uh, at Karela in the Sutherland Shire. Sharks at Karela. That one is Wednesday, the 14th of June. So that was an event I attended last year and I learned so much about it. It's about getting into the property market. It's about building on top of, uh, if you know already are in the property market, how do you work off the back of that, work off the equity in your property. Uh, really, really good night. I'll be attending that again this year. Sharks Creela, Wednesday the 14th of June. So pop along, uh, link will be in the YouTube description. Yeah, all in the description there. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, is that Wednesday an Origin game? We already checked seven yeah. times. No, it's not. So you we'll will be not attending. be missing out on the greatest Blues victory potentially of yep. all time. <laughs> okay, let's get into our scores for this week. Um, this week was uh, this is this is a tough week for me. I obviously had I think I think I ended up with thirteen players, so it was far from ideal. I still scored eight hundred ninety eight, so I managed to score nine hundred with Joey Manu as captain. So, as much as Nathan Cleary got ruled out, as far as our individual battle, which is all I care about, mm. kind of squared us up. Uh, made a couple of trades, bringing Johnny Bateman and everything that went okay with me, but. Yeah, 900 with 13, I'll take it. Drop my rank down about 5,000, so I'm at 16,125 at the moment. I was always going to be in damage control this weekend. Mm. I can sort of take that, I think. Yeah, the one that it stung me a little bit, I was always selling him because he was missing games, but when everyone mass-sold Val Holmes throughout the first 12, 13 rounds of the season, I held him like, no, no, like he's doing a rock-solid job. I know he's got big scores in him. I'm holding through to round 13. Then he was obviously missing around 13, 15, 16. I'm like, it just made sense to flip. And then he chooses the last weekend to get his 150. I'm like, why, mate? Anyway, you had him. Yeah. Uh, Kuma Stallions, what were we? 1,100 points. I think uh, 1,099, so into 2,500th overall. Solid week, probably a tick above par. Uh, Saw a little bit of a few green arrows, not big ones, but a few there. Nathan Cleary, captain. Mate, it is what it is. Injuries yeah. happen in Supercoach, so didn't help. I did have the opportunity <clears throat> to loop Cody Walker's 100 uh, before that game, and it was it was a free crack at the loop. I had 17 on, on the dot when Tyrone Peachy was dropped for Penrith, and I just thought, uh, 
redemption game for an angry Nathan Cleary post Origin against the lowly Dragons out in Penrith. I'm like, this is he could go. Bonkers. It was shaping up like that. Yeah. Once the game started, it was yeah. shaping up like that. So um, yeah, I will say this: like, obviously, we were sitting here around about this time, a little bit later this time last year. Yeah. When I captained him against Parramatta, he got sent off and I, and he was going to miss five weeks, which yeah. is you're in the same scenario now. And I sort of thought, oh, that's my season over. Still managed to finish in the top 500. Yeah, not at all. So it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not great for, yeah. you'd rather it not happen, but you can obviously still recover. I'm not oh. I, you know that, but to people out there, don't throw the, the toys out of the cot. Exactly right. You're okay. It happens. Yeah, you can manage. Uh, my trades last week, mate, I, uh, very mixed bag. I was pretty drunk. And I decided, you know, I heard you talk about Isaiah Papali'i. Then I was actually sitting here the night after on um, The Wire with Natty and Wooker. And mm. Wooker had Johnny Bateman in his side. And I just heard him talk about Bateman. And I thought, huh, maybe I'll have a look at him. And then I had like a farewell on Friday night. Arrived there, there was no TVs. And I just thought, I've got a feeling about Bateman. I know I can't watch him tonight, but I'm going to back him in. And boy, when I opened my phone at 11 o'clock and saw... I think it was 102 at that point or something. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Cheers. My other trading was Sifatalakai. And when he scored his try, I went, oh, my God. I'm, I might beat Tim this week with 13. And then he didn't do anything after that. Did nothing. Yeah. I think he was on 55 after his try in the 20th minute. He scored 58 or something. I mean, he only fell 200 short, so not far off. Considering I gave away four players to you, not bad. <laughs> I'm, 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 but then the bed shit came. Yeah. Which you don't know about yet. The bed shit. Yeah, you don't know about my bed shit yet. So I got to the end of this week <coughs> and I, um, you're going to love this. And I was actually not going to tell you, but I thought, you know, let's be honest. You've got to wear it when you fuck up. I got to the end of the round, right? And I thought, you know what? Fuck, I've done well. Mm. I've done very well here just to get myself in range. Nathan Cleary could still completely sink me. Um, and then I had a look at my boy, Sonny Luke, and I thought, I think I've just got to wear this that I've been wrong all year. Mm. I just I just got to cop it now. So I made a decision. Well, I did a bit of research. I reached out to a few people and I was told that this guy was starting to edge into big minutes. So I backed in that mail. Jacob Little. Jacob Little. You got him in. I got him in. Used a boost to get Jacob Little in. Oh. It's one of those, because it was like heat of the moment, I'm trying to keep up with everyone. It's a classic example of do not panic. <laughs> when you're going to lose a little in a week. And I did so well all weekend. And then at the final hurdle, I stumbled and I got a little bit, Ooh, maybe he'll score really good against Penrith. Mad. What do I tell you week in, week out about trying to super coach by yourself? Trading mate? Isaiah Papalit. I went Bateman instead. He doubled his score. Both great options. I pat 59. That's solid. Solid as a rock. It's almost as good as 102. That's a bigger rock. Oh. Continue. Look at you trying to flip your Jacob Little bed shit on Isaiah Papali. Hey, hey, let's be honest here. If I never mentioned I traded in Jacob Little, I think I could have got away with it yeah, the absolutely. entire year. There, there would have been in about a month's time you'd have gone, I'm trading Jacob Little out, and I would have gone, I'm sorry, what? what? <laughs> Run it back. Oh. No, I don't think I'll ever trade him out. I think he's going to be a bona fide gun now. So, <laughs> I, I love the, the contrast in our Supercoach styles. I was like, all right, I stayed so fluid. I've never been more fluid with my trades than last week because of all the potential origin restings yeah. around Cleary and Teddy and Peachy and all sorts of different things. <clears throat> the Raiders playing first game of the round. <clears throat> I traded out Jared Croker to, I can't even remember who, because I was like, he's the only one that I know I want to trade out this week because he's not playing. <clears throat> Sorry. He'd peaked in price and all that sort of thing. 
who I trade him to changed about four times before Sunday afternoon. Ended up landing on Eli Katoa because all these options that I was keen on, I was like... You had him previously, right? I don't him early in the season, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I trade him that week. Remember, we got the concussion. He was meant to miss two yeah, games in 11 right, days yeah. and end up playing the second one. Uh, I end up saving a trade, so you boosted and geez, <laughs> I saved one. I'll tell you a funny story too. Or do you want to tell this? My panic call on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, no, I'll you? tell it. You go. <laughs> was it, it was Sunday afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually. It was Sunday, Sunday afternoon. I I get a call. This is before Jacob Littlegate. So this was yeah. the panic before the panic. Yeah, yeah. I could, would love to have been in your head Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Guru's called me. And he's Believe gone. me, you wouldn't have wanted me. <laughs> this, this is actually so good. I got this call from a panicked Guru and he goes, I think I've screwed up. He goes, what was it? I, it was after the Dylan Brown news and you went, I've traded Dylan Brown to Nathan Cleary. Yeah. That's right. Hey, yeah. I've traded him to Nathan Cleary and you've gone... But then I realised that I wanted to do it because I wanted Nathan Cleary to be my captain. But because I'd already had Nico Hines play in my starting half position, I couldn't captain him. I've <laughs> gone, how do I get rid of it? And I just said, oh, all good, mate. I'm like, you trade him back to Dylan Brown and it'll get your trade back. And you've gone, oh, okay, sweet. I couldn't captain him, so I didn't do it. So talk about Tinny. You actually wanted to captain Nathan Cleary. <laughs> you know, in a weird turn of events, I've never actually been in that position where I made a trade then I wanted directly to trade that exact oh. two back. I, and, it, and you know when you just get floss And it was getting close to kickoff too. Yeah. So I knew I was in some curry. I was, I was, I was fucking panic stationed. Yeah. I was all over the place. So, um, yeah. It was a funny week of Supercoach. It, it was a good week of Supercoach. It was a cracker. And uh, I guess it's time to go to team list now. Yeah, let's oh, wait, Did you say what you scored? Um, I just spoke about myself. T- no, 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 yeah. T- uh, 10.99, so 2,500th. Yeah, nice. You, you, you're 2,500 yep. overall now. Yeah, nice. Get in there. How many trades you got left? I have got uh, 20 before this week, I think. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You? Okay. 19. 19. I got yeah. 20 in a boost. I was handing them out on Sunday afternoon. Did you have so. a boost left? No. Oh. <laughs> Carry on. I made a little mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, sorry, before we do get into those scores, we'll go through the top scorer this week in beers and break-evens, and I'll be completely honest with you guys, I haven't even had a look at this yet to see how we're going, uh, but we have got five of the top ten at the moment, which is unreal. Uh, the person leading our comp at the moment is Dally's Cherries, that is Patrick, but <coughs> the top scorer this week is Jeff, and he is 10th overall in Supercoach. He scored... Oh, 1,479. You almost doubled you. Yeah, close to. <laughs> not far off. He was. Thank God I traded in Jacob Little. Saved me, <laughs> saved me some embarrassment. Uh, so Jeff, spelt with a G-E-O-F-F. Yeah, yeah. Seen a few. I've seen a few of them around, but I, I prefer my Jeff of the J variety. Yeah. No offense. Fair. If I, if I had a kid, I'd Old go fashion. J. Or'd you go? G. Yeah, your kid would get bullied. <laughs> so, Jeff, uh, reach out to us, mate. Beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. As we say every week, I will not chase you up. You need to chase up, us up, and we will have it coming your way. But, yeah, mate, when we have a look at that, out of the top 10, we've got five. Out of the top 100, we have got 
49. So almost 50% of the top 10, 50% of the top 100. We love to Hefty. see that. Yeah. So and that group is obviously closed too, guys. Timmy's taken a billion screenshots. We've got it all sorted. Um, so yeah, it's $5,000, 5500 courtesy of Blue Wealth Property if you are a NRL club member, which you all should be. All right. Team list. Thursday, Titans take on the TIG 750 from Seabus Super Stadium for the Titans. Uh, Randall and Fafita out. Brimo comes back in. And thank God, Brian Kelly back in the side. I couldn't understand why, why he was missed. he out last week? Such a bizarre... I don't, I don't get it. Do some weird stuff. I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that watches Brian Kelly. Yeah. I don't, I don't, do any of these football <coughs> clubs watch Brian Kelly and what he's capable of doing? I find it bizarre. Tigers, nothing major. Anything you want to touch on there? Nothing at all, man. Nothing. No. We'll talk about Fafita very yeah. soon. We've got a number yeah. of questions about him. Uh, Friday, we've got the Raids taking on the Wars, 6 p.m. from Canberra Stadium. Bruce Stadium, I should say, uh, for Jared Croker's 300th. Uh, Jared Croker in, Seb Chris in, Whitehead in, Horsburgh back into the 13th spot, which which matters for us. Joe Tapanay back to the middle as well. Wasn't it a great example <coughs> last weekend the last two weeks, we saw Corey Hawes replay on the edge. And prior to it, we said, generally speaking, you move to an edge, your upside increases because you can jag attacking stats, but your work rate, work rate drops. Yeah. So, you know, your base drops. Granted, his base was still solid enough, but two weeks ago against the Bunnies, had a try and a, line, a couple of line two breaks. Line breaks yeah. 99 points, so the upside was there. Last week against the Tigers... Just on the edge, you tacked in calm, so 48 flat. Yeah, you saw Exhibit A and yeah. Exhibit B, two weeks in a row. Classic. Uh, for the Wards, they've got a centre day booing. Uh, Ali, I can't pronounce his last name and mm. I haven't heard it said, so apologies. But <clears throat> I have heard very good things about him and he's actually named after his uncle, Ali Lawatiti. Yeah. Or something That's awesome, loosely mate. like that. Yeah, which I fucking love. That's unreal. Very cool. Ali Lautiti, what a gun. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he does play centre or if he maybe plays wing and Montoya moves into the centres, but that won't really impact Just on the uh, the raids, back to it. I touched on the last one of the play, but potty, but bit of chat that uh, Elliot Whitehead sort of touch and go to play. He'll want to play this so badly because of obviously Jared Croker's 300th. But if he's not cleared to go... Considering putting Matty Frawley into the halves, Jackie White into the back row. <laughs> Kempy's dream come true. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. That'll be heck. I, I know it is Kempy's dream, but I would be so excited yeah. to see Jackie Boy play. I know. There. Imagine being the second row and marking up against him going, oh, I've been doing this for 25 years and I know he's going to be better than me. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. And have no idea what's coming at yeah, you. Fuck that. Oh, I couldn't think of it. Who, who will it be? Will it be Jackson Ford? Would he play right side? He would, eh? Uh, so, Hutto plays left, so it'd be right side, so Jackson Ford, yeah. yeah. Good luck, Jacko. Oh, the kid from Gerringong. Best of luck to you, my friend. <coughs> um, all right, let's go to the Manly Seagulls taking on the Dolphins, 8pm from Brookvale Oval. Uh, <laughs> uh, the highs and lows of Supercoach. Turbo in, Garrick at centre. Why? Why? It's like... Not only do they not want to play him at fullback, which might be his best position, yeah. just leave when, when, when the opportunity is there. Then they don't want to play him. They play by far and away his worst position from what I have seen. It just makes no sense at all. And it's... I'll put words in your mouth here. It's not that he's bad at centre. It's that he's a gun on the wing. He's just mad at the other positions. Yeah. yeah. Why would you change yeah. it? And supercoach-wise, I remember before last game, I was like, oh, and people were saying, no, he'll still take his carries and all that. It's not the end of the world. It's not doom or gloom. I'm like... 
it is. It's completely doom or gloom. And he got 35. And essentially, it's just the, the attacking opportunities. Um, yep. How many line breaks does he get from just Tommy Turbo just dishing him and doing all that? Especially when Turbo's playing. Exactly, especially when yeah. Turbo's playing. So, look, he's playing the Finns this week. And we'll get to sit V starts later. But the Finns who have a lot of injury suspensions, all sorts of things going on. Down at Brookie, I still think he's a player. It doesn't mean he can't score well. But I guarantee that if he scores 80 at centre this week, it would have been 180 on the wing. Yeah. It just sucks because when Turbo isn't playing, he should be the fullback. When Turbo yeah. is playing, he should be the winger. He doesn't do either of those things yeah. this week. It's just, yeah, it's wild. Anyway. Uh, for the Finns, uh, Hamiso comes back in. Tommy Gilbert out for the season. Um, <sighs> that's a huge loss for the Dolphins. That, uh, that's a bigger loss than what I ever expected it to be at the start of the season. I thought yeah. Gilbert was solid, but I think he's going to be a massive loss for them. Yeah. Great for Connolly Lemuelu. I'm always a little bit worried that guys could be shifted to the edge. Losing a real middle like him, I think it 100% locks him in on that edge. Yeah, uh, I think so, because that's the need. Kenny to play as a middle when Felice comes back, yeah. so the edges will be Lemuelu. Uh, and I did see that Lemuelu <coughs> was one of the more traded-out players this week, or, or thereabouts. That obviously would have changed a fair bit with all like the Fafida news and different things, but only 38 points last week in 67 minutes. 38 in base, so the base dropped down after being 50, over 50 in four of his last five games. I'm really content to hold him. I, I think you should. If you've got him, I yeah. think you should. I got him in my draft, so I watched him very closely. Ball just didn't go his no. way. They were on the back foot, and it was a HIA that rattled him. Yeah. Genuine attacking upside. His base has been fantastic. Dual position, good buy coverage plays round 19. So uh, absolutely stick strong with him. And anything, Ray Stone later or, or now? No, we'll talk about him later. We've got a question later. coming up about Ray Stone. We might have differing opinions <coughs> there too, so that'll be yep. good. Uh, Saturday, you've got the Dragons taking on the Bunnies from Net Strata Jubilee Stadium. Uh, Jack DeBellin out. Ben Murdoch-Masilla jumps into the 13. Uh, but the big news on the extended bench, Jack Bird and Blake Laurie. Laurie will be a great addition, but fuck, they're desperate to get Jackie Bird back. Very desperate to get Jackie Bird back. What are you doing with Jack DeBellin? This I two games. think I'm... Is it two games, is it? Well, oh, Origin. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Origin, but like bye week. Yeah, week, I so. might have to sell him. Can you cover him? I can. I can, yeah, because he's dual position. I I think I had to play Corey Horsburgh in the 2RF last week, so I can move him around and everything. So I can cover him. The fact that he plays around 19 has been rock solid playing big minutes. Uh, if you could cover him yeah. with all the other cells this week and say that you don't have Nathan Cleary, but yeah. you've got Dave Fafita. We'll I've got Fafita, I've got Val Holmes still too. Val Holmes. So I, if you can cover Debs, I, I think he's a hold. Yeah, I, that, that's what I was leaning toward. I hadn't really thought about trading him yet. Yeah. I don't think I will when I think about If you need a front rower... Desperately, then you can, I can see why you'd trade, but if you can cut the idea. Yeah. Um, yep, so that's Dragons. Bunnies, uh, Havili returns on the bench. Shaq Mitchell in the 13. Obviously, no Jai Arrow, no Cam Murray. If for whatever reason you still had Cam Murray, this is your golden ticket mm. to jump off, I think. He's going to be like sub 500K sure post-origin period. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Havili back too. I yeah. love this guy. Yeah. Great timing for the Bunnies. Such good him. timing. Uh, I'm firmly in the sell trail boat. Would you hold or sell? Uh, I would sell. Yeah. Definitely I would sell. Yeah. Miss yep. this week. We'll miss next week due to origin. We'll miss round 19 due to origin. We'll miss round 20 due to buy. Big break even. Just got to go. The less of you that have Latrell in your team, the better I sleep. <laughs> also tonight. that. So that's fine. Uh, Brisbane v Newcastle, 5.30pm from Suncorp. So when Cobo back in uh, for Newcastle, Kurt Mann on the bench, uh, Miller's out of the side altogether. No major other changes to those two sides. Got to feel sorry for Miller, don't you? So sorry for him, man. Like, it's, like no one tries harder. 
He might be a bit unorthodox, a bit yeah. of a go at what he does, but no one tries harder. Yeah, I think we said last week that he hadn't even been bad. It was just <laughs> they picked Caelan Ponga at 5'8 at the start of the season and signed him as their fullback, and then the Ponga 5'8 experiment didn't work, so Miller's out. I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you go, well, were you better off keeping that young front rower? <sighs> Tough one. Um, all right, let's move to the Chooks taking on the Penrith Panthers, 7.35 from Allianz. Uh, Sua Lee out, Tupu in. Sua Lee obviously out for a couple of weeks. Uh, for the Penny Panthers, uh, Cogger in the seven, Sonny Luke on the extended. Um, I am all but giving up on the Sonny Luke. I've been so patient, and yeah. I'm even considering just letting him go for my draft team too. I think I'm giving up on it. It's really weird one, isn't it? It's like, so fucking weird, man. Everything added up to... Him playing bigger minutes over this period just while they... Oh, I don't want to bang the door down about it. I did it on the Bloke podcast on Monday, but just giving your origin players rest through this period. And we saw Cam, Cam Murray, Nathan Cleary go down with soft tissue injuries and Penrith flying high. I just would have thought, you know, like you, Sonny mm. would have come in, played a few more minutes, maybe Mitch Kenny more. At, like, Isaiah Yo, credit to him for being a beast, 80 minutes in origin, 80 minutes four days later for Penrith. Like... To put Mitch Kenny more time at law, give Sonny a run at hooker. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was told by two different people out of Penrith this week, oh, they're playing Sonny Luke in reserve <laughs> grade so he can get more minutes. I'm like, what What the fuck? Yeah. What is going on here? How can that... What, just give him minutes in first grade. Rest some of your guns. Yeah. You're not trying to win round 14 against the Dragons. You're trying to win the premiership this year. Yeah. Rest some of your guys. I, I've never understood it. People saying, oh, Captain Hindsight, Hindsight Hero over here. It's like... I have always batted down the door of just re- give players rest when the opportunity presents. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. Anyway. So, yeah, if you are a Sonny Luke owner, my advice to you would be wait one more week, the week that I sell yeah. him, and let go of him in draft because I guarantee he'll fly next week. He'll as come, soon he'll as come, come, he'll come onto the bench this week. Kenny will get an early HIA, so yeah. he'll come on and score 200. Yeah, great. Can't wait. Okay, uh, Sunday afternoon game. Only one game this week. The Storm taking on the Sharkies, 4.05pm. Uh, Justin Olam out. Grant Anderson comes back in. Tarek Sims on the bench for the Sharkies. Uh, he's meant to be out for another two weeks. I think he heard me on the bloke podcast. Yeah. Cam McInnes, he's back early. I, I, I reckon he's a genuine sniff for an Origin Didn't person. know he was in the Origin conversation. Heard the bloke podcast. Heard you talking about him. He goes, I'm a sniff. I'm a sniff. Who reckons I'm a sniff? I mean... Fitzy, I'm coming back early. Yeah, I, I had Freddie by the throat against the locker room. <laughs> um, all right, Monday, we've got the Dogs v. the Eels. Uh, Reid Marnie, he has been named, interestingly enough. I probably mm. didn't think he was going to be. Uh, Edwards uh, is in the 13. And Patolo, he is on the bench as well. Um, you want to touch on Patolo? Patolo, yeah. Just speak to people around the club. They've got big raps on him. They think he's got a big future. Missed the first chunk of this year due to injury. He spent the last few weeks at least now. Probably put together three or four games in reserve grade, getting fitness back up. So having sort of not watched him super closely in the past and now hearing all this hype, I'm keen to see how he goes. Yeah, it'll be good to see because they were very excited about him, yeah. weren't they? For Parramatta, our RCG is in Wittemu. Greg is out. I missed um, that. Where's Wittemu going? Yeah, apparently he's not, he's not in the squad at all. Mm. I didn't. I didn't notice that either when I first looked at it. I got a few messages from yeah. people. Can you double check that just to make sure? Yeah, Whilst okay. we are on Parramatta, of course, uh, the news about the unfortunate news about Dylan Brown uh, broke the other day. Look, he's. Um, I believe he's going to court today, so we'll know more. We're not going to touch on it. We're not in the business of speculation and 
mm. all that. We'll leave that up to the courts, the Parramatta Eels and the NRL, and uh, we'll deal with that when it comes. So you can make your own yeah. decisions there, but we're, we're not going to get into it. What we will do is reassess whether he's a trade out later in the week via socials and podcasts when we get more news because yep. we don't know. Yep, it is what it is. Where are Greg? In or out? He's out. He's out, <laughs> yeah. He's so. out, and, and in the NRL.com team news, it doesn't say anything about why or anything, so I'm not sure, but... There'd be a handful of owners out there and there's some good money in coming for him. So I'd be a little bit nervous for next week. Mm. Anyway. That'll be interesting. Um, all right. <coughs> you got a deep dive for us, big dog? Yeah. So deep dive this week. I think it's an important one, mate. I think it's one that we can all learn a bit from, one that I certainly did a long time ago. Basically, it comes back to the notion that while we all live and breathe and love NRL Supercoach, at the end of the day, it is just a game. So you can't be letting it control your mood and your emotions. I mean, you can control your emotions mid-game when you're watching it, of course. But, I mean, I, I learned personally a long time ago that obviously investing so much in NRL Supercoach has been such a big part of my life that, you know, something to go wrong on a Friday night and you can just – could ruin your weekend. Mm. You're like, oh – and it ties into Nathan Cleary. I'd had a great weekend this weekend. Supercoach team was going well. I had a really fun time. And then – Cleary goes down early as captain and I guarantee there'd been so many people out there just going, screw it. That would have been miserable Sunday night off it and, and pissed off. It's like, no, 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 no. It happens. Like, injuries are going to happen. So you can't get upset every time it happens. You can be a little bit annoyed, of course, and disappointed, but even from a supercoach perspective, Guru, as you said, the same thing happened to you. We were sitting on the lounge just by the side of this bar last year when Cleary got sent off and I didn't own him. Mm. And you owned him, man. I think you did. You skip him? Yeah, I skipped him. And like, mate, did I sit there and cry? <clears throat> no. Yes. Oh, yeah, but then yeah. I got on with it. <laughs> yeah. After breaking every window in the uh, the bar, <laughs> but it's like Caelan Ponger earlier in the year. A lot of people brought him in. He got an early concussion. A few people skipped him, and I dodged that one. Well, this one that about ninety percent of people had Nathan Cleary, few captain, few didn't. Uh, this one got me. So like. You win some, you lose some, yep. but just it's so important that you shouldn't let Super and Coach control uh, your mood and ruin a weekend for you because as much as we love it, it's not the be-all and end-all. Injuries happen, bad scores happen, so be it. I was sitting there on Sunday afternoon when Nath Cleary went down and I thought, really fucks my draft team, <laughs> really hurts me. But at the same time, Tim's not going to fist me this weekend completely <laughs> or more than what he was going to. So I was like... I'm even Stephen here. Is that, that, and that, that's the other thought. There's always a silver lining to like when an injury happens or something that I'm like, cool, sell clear and I've got 850 grand to play with and yeah. my, I've got a bankroll for my trades for the next three, four, origin period basically. So you know what, it, it happens. So you're now going to have to balance in a few weeks time you're going to have to buy Heinz and Cleary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying about I'm just saying it's just going to be interesting to see how you, which a lot of people are going to be in that boat. And we get to it shortly, but probably Dave Fafita. Yeah. But, I mean, I have about $3 million in my bank to do it, so we're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it is something we all need, you all need to be aware and, and, of. And talk about the silver lining in, in sort of, everything. oh, Captain Cleary, he's injured, doom and gloom. Firstly, as I said, about 90-odd percent of top-ranked coaches have him. We're in it together. But secondly, around the timing of all these big guns going down and becoming cells, Nathan Cleary, Dave Rafita, give or take, potentially Dylan Brown, Latrell Mitchell, they're all close to their top value. Mm. So it's not like they've plummeted out and you get no value in the trade. Like, they've all got high break and When they return, they're more than likely going to drop some serious cash. So they're all, there's plenty of money in it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, 
For sure. All right. Um, <clears throat> speaking of when Nathan Cleary got injured, I uh, I got a text message from my wife. She knew that it would devastate me from my draft team mm. perspective, and all she sent me was a text saying, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, it. darling. Yeah, she, she gets she, it. She, I need it. She though. gets it. Yeah, I go, no, it's all right. Tim got fucked. It's fantastic. Yeah. This is great news. Don't get me wrong. When Cleary goes down injured, you're absolutely allowed to be gutted and yes. disappointed. Just don't carry it too long past the game. 100%. <laughs> yeah. All right. Stats deep dive. <laughs> what about this guy, Buller? I, I, I'll be honest with you. A few weeks ago, everything about Buller from just being a rookie, fullback only, West Tigers fullback, just screamed. Every, all of my instincts said, don't do it. But I'm so glad I did. What a gun. Yeah. I was the same, Matt. I was like, don't buy it because you're going against all your principles in Supercoach. I've spoken about it in the last couple of weeks, so I won't dribble on about it. But I was like... He's just got something special about him. And, yeah. and attitude was the biggest thing. He's just a goer. He puts in. His support plays great. He sniffs in around the ruck. You love him. He is fast becoming the... It's fast becoming the season of did you or didn't you dream? I was about to say, it's whoever wins this year is going to 100% have made the right decision on him at the right time. He's becoming one of those deciding factors. Yeah, because, don't you know, I know this goes hand in hand, so it sounds a bit stupid, but sure, there's the massive cash gen that he's getting that anyone who didn't jump on will have missed out on. But the points, points. in between... I know it's the same thing, but... And points in key rounds, too. And that's it. Points in key rounds, really key rounds, but, you know, you can buy cheapies that make a lot of cash... And you might sit him outside, particularly as I said, a Tigers fullback, you might sit him outside your 17 week after week while they're banking this, the scores. And you go, oh, shit, I'm getting the cash, I've missed the points. If you've brought him and you've played him all these weeks, he's now 570K, he's made 369 grand. He has a break-even of negative 56. He plays the Titans this week, projected to make over 100 grand again. On the weekend against Canberra, 24 runs and seven tackle breaks. <laughs> He plays round 16 and round 19. Like, I don't think he's a keeper, but holy shit, he's making a good case. He's making a very good case. But you know the other beauty of him is, I think he's one of four guys that I feel confident are going to be picked for the West Tigers every week, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they can't afford to not yeah. pick him. I'm, I'm envisioning a round, could cut him before round 17, but unlikely, because they've got the buy round 17. Potentially selling around 17, but I'm seeing around 20 trade. Latrell's not back to around 21 because of the buy, but probably around 21 trade to Latrell Mitchell, mm. potentially to make cash. So we'll see how he goes the next few weeks. I don't want to get too excited, but yeah. Whoa, Jareem. Shout out to him. How yeah. fucking good. Love it. Um, Ray Stone. Yes. Big talking point here. Obviously, we mentioned before, Tommy Gilbert out <clears throat> for the season. Uh, we wish him all the very best. Unlucky he's going to miss the Origin games, but... Has to be done, mm. has to be done. I'm not too upset about it on that factor. But, um, yeah, Ray Stone, he becomes interesting. What are your thoughts? 386K, break-even of three. The last two weeks, played bigger minutes with, uh, said, Tommy Gilbert won, major one being out, but a few injuries in-game as well. Scores of 64 and 54. In 68 and 58 minutes, he based basically the exact same numbers in those games. Relatively popular buy this week. I, I'm not keen on him because as someone likely selling, I mean, Nathan Cleary will go this week or next week, but then potentially selling Dylan Brown, David Fafida. I was really happy with the, the value of my squad at the moment anyway and the cash gen and the cheapies that I've got. And I was at the point pretty well that I was going to avoid uh, cheapies anyway, or like, sorry, cash cows. But now that all these boats are going, I'm 
so fully in the corner of I'm chasing points, I'm chasing keepers, chasing keepers so that I can save trades down the track as well. And Ray Stone, I don't know if those minutes will continue. Even if they do, I don't really care. I'm just, I don't need him. Yeah, my uh, my vibe on Ray Stone is always that he's a little bit of an overhyped supercoach player. Yeah. That's always my feelings on Ray Stone. But those numbers the last few weeks are impressive. Great numbers. Great numbers. And, and, and they're all base stats too, which previously I feel like people call him a base stat monster, but I've never really felt well, – I'm not a base stat monster. People say he's got good base. Mm. I feel like previously the numbers haven't really matched up to that. Yeah. But if he keeps this up from the weekend, and maybe he does get those minutes. How, ha, how many how, – yeah, so how many – but – even if he plays 55, if he gets his 55 and he... The last two weeks... Okay, so you essentially will base it about a point per minute without any attacking stats. If he keeps up what he did so, last... Yeah. yeah, so if he gets 55 minutes, averages 55, he'll be a solid buy and he'll do a job for you with a bit of buy coverage, but I'm chasing bigger than that at the moment. And like 386k, it's pretty much 400k. Yeah. If, if he was 286, yeah. different story. If you really need... You do, like I said, um, people will still be out there going, oh, no, you know, I need a bit more cash in my squad, this and that. He, I think he's solid enough, but I'm not keen. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Uh, we're back here. Billy Smith. <sighs> inserts me from a classic, a draft, and just me as a human being. This kind of hurts me a little bit. Um, two seasons in a row, mate. It's killing us. Oh, fuck, if it's only two, I'll take it. I feel like it's been four. Yeah, so. yeah, actually, that's true. So I'd be stoked with two. Actually, yeah, I'll say yeah, two on the try. The two seasons before that definitely owned him and got injured, which yeah. is not his fault. But <clears throat> So this, this, the interesting stat is that, firstly, he's one of the more sold players this week. I would absolutely be holding him for next week's buy round, the Roosters play. The one positive factor is that Sorry, this isn't positive. Since the masses brought him in, he's had scores of 24 and 37. The one good thing to look at, in those games, he based 36 from 33. Yeah. There's just been no attacking stats. Like, we saw the one where someone had... He did a really good job on the weekend. Some right around the race, he flipped a ball to whoever the left-edge winger was. Yeah. Yeah, Palga. And just didn't quite stick, but that was an inch from being like diving. Fuck, it was line. a good offload too. It was great. It was yeah. such a good play from being another thirty points, and we're not having this conversation. Busted us at the moment, but like he's had negative eighteen in in minus stats in the past two weeks. He's racking up a lot of those, which says something. But I think you hold through this week. You don't have to play him in your seventeen. In fact, I won't be against Penrith at Penrith. Uh, oh no, it's not at Penrith. It's in um, the city. But you hold him for next week, see how he goes. He could easily come out and go, I think he scored 80 against Penrith in Penrith a month ago. So you're recessing two weeks. I love that you called it in the city. That that was unreal. It is, isn't it? Yeah, sure, sure. I just never heard anyone say it. Yeah. That's good. I like it. The Sydney City Roosters. <laughs> Fun fact. You know the Roosters logo? You know, like the top of the Roosters head. Do you know what that is? I'm going to say now that you've mentioned it, the Opera House. Yeah, it's the Opera House. There you go. Yeah, That's very cool. Yeah. Did not know That's that. what you come here for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will also be holding Billy Smith, and I will not be playing. I hope I don't have to play him for this Penrith game. We'll get to sit start very yeah. soon. But yeah, I think he's got more to offer. Um, ugh, Nick Meaney. Jeez, that was a nice try he scored on the weekend. So good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was unreal. I love that shit. Phil Blake-like. How mm. good? I don't spend a lot of time on him, but he just continues to, to deliver. 
Back-to-back scores of 86 and 76 at a point where he had two sort of mid-40s. And we were like, all right, the Nick Meany run's done. Back-to-back good scores. He's 683K, but he's dual fullback CT dub. He has a low score of 38 this season. That was back in round two. So seven scores over 70 points. Not doing much wrong. Exactly right. No, if you've got him, done very well. I remember he went really high in our draft comp and I just sort of went, yeah, why? But fuck, he's done well. Yeah. Like, they'd be better with Pappy, but are they desperately missing Pappy? Not in the sense that Meany hasn't been a wonderful replacement. Yeah, yeah like, like, at no point have we said, oh, can anyone else play fullback? Yeah. Like, like, no one's ever spoken about Cam Munster going back there or anything like that. And, like, if they wanted to, they could go into the market to find a one. Like, God, he's been good. He's been very good. Yeah, I've been very impressed You wouldn't consider Meany. buying, though? Eh, not now. I would. And maybe that's me being stubborn, but I probably wouldn't. What's he at? What's his price? He's six eighty k. This is pretty. See, I thought he'd be more than that, to be honest with you. Well, because he had those. Two, yeah. So he went, basically went a five round average of about a hundred odd from round three, and then he went forty four forty five, and that dropped him back a fair bit. But then he's gone seventy six eighty six. So just had those two weeks that's dropped him a little bit. But would you rather buy a Meany or a Saka? I uh, probably Meany now because Asako's yeah, a fair bit more expensive. Bit, yeah. So he's at? he's seven ninety one. So it's one hundred and ten k more, which is a fair bit. And he's gone back to back hundred, so he'll go up next week too. Yeah. Wow, how good! Talk about season killers. If you didn't jump on, yep. stinger. Yeah, he, he's becoming another. He's killer. Yeah, he's gonna absolutely fist us. Um, all right, uh, Jesse Ramian is your last one. Uh, take your pick of Cronulla outside backs there that are interesting. You're going for Ramian here. What do you got for us? So Ramian had really – I had a look at him about two or three weeks ago and I was like, he was sub 500K. Mm. I what? And looked at his base and it had gone down quite a bit this season. What I have noticed the last three weeks though, and he's still still very cheap, Jesse Ramian. He's at 509K, break him 54. He scored two tries in his last about seven or eight games. But his base having been mid to late 20s in the, up to around 10, last three weeks, 41, 37 and 45 on the weekend in base, which is what we know and love about Jesse, that he's, that base is, tends to be more around the 35 to 40. Yep. Gun and Sharky side on Nico's edge. Attacking stats will come. So I remember this time last year around the buy period, we, we had the same discussion and we were going, Jesse Ram in a buy and he wasn't quite doing it. Came out and dismantled the storm. I was at the game at Sharp Park and might have scored a double and had a pretty big turn. I was like, oh. And I'm just getting the same vibes now where he doesn't scream by me, but I'm also like 509K. I'll tell you what, in the game the other day too, did you watch him very closely? Like Not he, super closely. No. He got pretty much all of his points from being turned under mm. and just... Like like the old uh, Andrew Fafita, just us, yeah. us, us, us. And he, like he wasn't making all that many metres through the middle, but he was just breaking tackles mm. left, right. And there was a number of times too where he came, there was, fuck, there was one moment where he went us, us, and he was looking, he was looking, he was waiting for someone to hit a line. And Siffer took off just a oh. second too late. And Jesse yeah, yeah. Had, had to just take the tackle. But fuck, I was watching that going, oh my God. Yeah. I'm just trying to mark Jesse Raymond going across the field with Siffer running good over God. his line. See you later. So I'd be stoked if I pull a hamstring yeah. just before I had to make that tackle. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, again, because now we've got all this money to spend off the back of the big dogs going down, I think I'd prefer just pay out the extra 150-odd K for Ronaldo Mulitalo, who just has the highest ceiling playing on the wing. But 
if you're looking for the cheaper option, he's a very he's a pretty solid buy. Yeah, plays around sixteen and nineteen. Now, before we uh, before we move off, I just want to throw one more guy into the stats deep dive, and this is one guy that I am so fucking concerned about, Harry Grant. Yeah. Scores the last two weeks, playing eighty and seventy three minutes. 34 and 34, back-to-back 34s with base of 37 and 34. Um, no attacking stats at all. None. But even his base has dropped significantly the last... And he's... Yeah, like, you, ha- you have a look over the last six weeks, he's had three times where he's based under 40. I'm willing to say that... W- I'm happy to let go of the weekend because there was 70-plus points scored, a yeah. lot of ball out of play. So the base not worry about, but the the game before against the the Finns thirty seven base, yeah. Look, it, I'd be happy to sell. I just who to? Who the hell do you sell? I've got too many guys it? to sell this weekend. That's, yeah, that's the other. But no, and but yeah, like, who do you, who go do you to? buy at hooker? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you're not getting Jacob Little, what what, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like it's just chaos. Uh, Fuck. Jesus. God damn it. All right. Um, In Little's defence. He went off for a HIA on the weekend, didn't he? He came back on. I think there's a chance he actually can lock in decent minutes. Yeah. I think they look so much better with him on the field. Yeah, I don't think it's doom and gloom for you yet, mate. Yeah, not yet. It's close to, but not yet. <laughs> um... Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically... That for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires, or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself 129 bucks on free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact. To do so... Flip them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on 029521-1611. Okay, sit V starts this week, mate. Um, for me, I've got Jack DeBell and I don't think I will sell him. I think I'll sell for feeder instead. So I will, I'm not sure who I'll sell for feeder to, but I'll have a gun there that I'll be able to play at, obviously. Yep. Uh, I've got Buller and Gutho, so I will play both of them. Um, if Dill Brown is sweet, I will play him on my bench because I've got KP as well. So mine sort of makes up its own mind. There's probably one CTW I've got to pick out of Hiraz, Billy Smith, and whoever I trade Val Holmes to. That's probably the only decision I have to make. Yeah. What about Finer? Was he a play this weekend? I don't think this week, just because they've named a 4 4 bench mainly, which is a little bit concerning for him. Uh, played 77 minutes, I believe, the other week. But. I think just because we do have a full allotment of teams outside of the Cowboys uh, playing, so squad should be pretty get deep yep. this week, I reckon. So I've got my bench is Tedesco, Garrick, oh James Tedesco, shout out, back to back. Have I'm, you still got him? I, I I bought him back just before his yeah. Well, you brought him last weekend or a few weekends ago? I no, no I bought him. I copped one or two. I bought him back. I think. Round 10 might have been. So 60-odd against the Cowboys might have been that week. And then no good against the Panthers. But then 118-118. So he's now up to 657k with a break-even of neg 30. You know what else I thought was hectic? The game that Teddy played on the weekend was very similar to the game he played in Origin. Very Except similar. he scored tries. Yeah, yeah. I know. And got all the praise in the world. God bless Teddy. Yeah. 
So, yeah, my bench, well, let's say we're starting Teddy. Bench would be Buller, Garrick, Preston, Harry Grant. Now, the big thing about this is, is it's pending what happens with Dylan Brown and his availability. So that will change things significantly. As it stands, I've just got Brown sitting on my bench and holding. But if something comes out and he's out long term, then obviously he's a trade. So my CT dubs at the moment, I've got Johnston, Manu, To'o, Lemuelu all playing with Garrick on the bench. Sitting, Billy Smith, Tyrone Peachy. Peachy I'll be holding until next week. Might be starting next week. Might not even be in the 17. I don't know. But for now, I'll just hold on to him. Brown bench, Crossland bench, Schuster bench, Hosking bench, reserves, I should say. Uh, Franklin Pele, Frank the Tank. I had to double check to see if I still had him last night. I was thinking I have him still. Anyway, I do. Uh, and Finu. So, yeah. yeah, that's what we're looking at at the moment. Uh, subject to probably, yeah, Dylan Brown availability. What about the domino effect for Tyron Peach? Like, there's so many different things that could happen mm. to keep him in or out of that team the it's next round. It's wild. One in January and he's starting, yeah. but also... He could be halfback, centre, lock or hooker. Yeah. It yeah. could be fucking anywhere. So I'm, I'm just going to hold, hold tight. And numbers are pretty sweet for next week anyway, so not the end of the world. Yeah. All right. Uh, questions? Questions. All right, big one. This one comes from Kane, Grove, and everyone else that plays Supercoach. Sell for feeder. Where are you sitting on this, mate? Uh, I don't want to be Captain Hindsight here, but I was so close to selling him on the weekend. I was going to pull the trigger. The only reason I didn't was because of the uncertainty around all those players we spoke about and just needing the 17. He was an active player. He's a gun. His break even also wasn't that high. So I'm like, he won't, even if he does shit the bed, he won't drop too much. Anyway, I didn't. Uh, this week I will be. I just think he misses round 15, 16, 19. Has a break even of 150. It's a lot of money sitting on your bench. And then the biggest issue, round 17 and 20, does he play 30 minutes off the bench again? Imagine if you hold him for all that. He misses all those games. And then when he does come back and the games you have him for, you play him and he plays 30 minutes off the bench. You'd just be like, killer. Yeah. So, so what, for a guy that doesn't want to be Captain Hindsight, geez, you do a good impression of Captain Hindsight. I'm good at it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I'd be yeah, selling too. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to sell. Yeah, no, I completely and agree. maybe I'm being a little bit hopeful, but if he does play a reduced minutes post, firstly, he could rest post Origin 2 and 3 as yep. well. Uh, but if he doesn't completely rest, he plays off the bench, we might be able to pick him back up at 750k round 20. I think that'll be the play. 21, yeah. Yep, I hope so anyway. Okay, next question comes from Luke Crime. Says, Hopgood, his minutes moving forward. Um, hasn't this been a roller coaster between... Him emerging as the gun, Ryan Madison coming back from suspension, uh, RCG getting injured, Ryan Madison mm. getting injured, Joe Offengawi arriving <clears> at the club, Joe Offengawi getting injured, William McGregor seemingly falling off the side of the earth. It's wild. It is. William RCG returning early yeah. now, yeah. Uh, and the staple in this, I was going to say our boy, but I wouldn't do it to you, mate. Your boy, uh, Hopgood. He's just... He's like me calling Sam Williams my boy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, please. Like me calling Sam Williams. You can have boy. him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, his minutes going forward. He's had a week off. 65 to 80. What about in five weeks' time? What do you reckon he's looking at? Like once Maddo's back? Ballo from Origin. Obviously yep. Ballo play this week, but... And I would assume too, if, if Wiramu Greg's out of the whole thing altogether, surely there's, there must be something going He'd on. He'd be there. injured. He yeah. was great last game. He's been great all season. Yeah. be injured. 
Bella. How, how long is Joe uh, O out for? Is he? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I, I think if, if he's back in six or seven weeks yeah. too. If everyone's on deck, I think he's 60 minutes. Yeah, okay. Maybe 55. He's too good not to play like he's 55. And potentially yeah. more. Yeah, no, that's fair. He just creates. And they're, like, they're, they're going to have to win games moving forward. He just creates so much for them, I think. Mm. Yeah, he's an interesting one though. Hopgood. Um, I'd 100% still, if I didn't know, I'd just buy him. Beast. You'd still buy now? Absolutely. Yep. Why not? Plays Parramatta's schedule now, they've got that awkward round 14 out of the way. They play around 16, 19, 20, three key rounds. They miss round 18, the week where they're the only team on the bye. They, they're arguably more hot property now than they were before the round 13 bye because they had the bye in round 14. That's a fair shout. Yeah. Yep. So I think, yeah, I'll be looking to lock and load on a few Eels players. All right, from Ethan Ryan. I really like this question. Really interesting. Coleman Tungy this week or wait till 17? Fuck, he was impressive last week and he also played through the middle for part of it, which I love. He was. I reckon I'd be a chance at run over Jaden Campbell one-on-one. In when oh, 100%. In yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it's not like it's the first guy he's ever run over. No, no, yeah. God, no. Uh, but like that was just, that wasn't any time try score about waiting to happen. Keon going at Jaden. Yeah. Put Jaden to fullback. Yeah. Where he belongs. Um, wait. Because he's got to be in the origin frame, doesn't he? I think he has to be up there. Particularly if yeah. Cam Murray isn't available. So I just think, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be tempted to... Look, it was his first game back from injury. He was terrific. As you said, the fact that he played in the middle, great for the base stats. And Tunda, break-even's 42. He's not going to make that much cash. So, okay, put it this way. So, plays this week, doesn't play around 16. He could get picked for origin. Could play around not, could, so which would make him out of around 19 and around 20. That's, so he'd be missing three games in five weeks. And it's not the troll Mitchell that you're holding on to there. Yeah. So, I'd wait. Just on Wiramu Greg too, uh, just got sent this, that he, um, you know, when it comes to injuries, you hate hearing the three words ACL, but the next one you don't want to hear is Liz Frank. Yeah. Oh, no. Made famous by Corey Horsburgh. Yeah. Shit. Wild. Yeah, so not a very good injury. To you, Jan, uh, my wife once completely fucked up her foot and my best mate who's a physio said, oh, I think it might be a Liz Frank injury. And she goes, what the hell is that? Have you made that up? And we said, no, no, it's a thing. And she didn't believe us. Yeah. So then to make it even to more of a lie, we told her that your Liz Frank's in your foot, your Anne Frank's in your hand. <laughs> And then we went up to the hospital and she asked the, she asked the no. doctor. The best thing ever. Oh, my God. Like it was a good yard. We That's had a great time. All time. Um, all right. Uh, oh, what about this one from Jonty? Is Jake Turpin an option? Feels wrong, but I, I think... Brandon Smith, a Dalian hooker of the year a couple of years ago, I think Jake Turpin is a better hooker week to week. I really do, especially in the fit that that team needs. In the fit of that team, yes. Yeah. I I don't hate it, but again, so, so let's say Sonny Lucone is moving to him. Let's assume that. I don't think there's anyone else, I'd, including Reid Marnie. I don't, there'd be no one else in at Hooker who I'd be selling to him. So Sonny Luke to him, I don't mind. The issue is... Cheese is back around 19, 20 ob. So he might not actually play that many games, which is all right. He's got a break even of three. So he can make a bit of coin and serve as a handy extra number through this period. Played 62 minutes on the weekend. Yep. Which is okay, but you wouldn't want him playing any less. 
I, yeah, look, I don't mind the Sonny Luke trade to him. Who would you, would you rather go to him or, or Jacob Little? Uh, Little's 420k, so he's a lot more expensive. Neg 14 break even, but that's because the 110s in his rolling average. Yeah. I'll throw another one at you. This one might be a little bit controversial because I know masses are selling him this week, but I'd nearly wait till next week and Reed Marnie could be about 450k. He's a bloke with runs on the board at 450k is dirt cheap and he plays around 16 and 19. Wouldn't mm. do it this week because he's got the concussion risk, the high break even, but I think Marnie at 450k is like bottoming out. I'd, I'd nearly do that. So who is another one is I think is worth watching over the next couple of weeks and only because Hooker is so fucking rank at the moment. If Havili comes back and plays limited minutes the next two or three weeks, he's at 440k now. Mm. He could drop down. I wouldn't be surprised if they get the back end of the season and if they're home and hosed in the top four, which I think they will be, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Havili take some minutes off Cam Murray. Play some decent minutes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, he could be a decent 40 to 50 safe option every single week yeah. moving forward if he gets a little bit cheaper. You don't sound convinced. <laughs> Imagine you're trying to make up ground and you bring in Saliba Havili for his. Oh yeah, but but I mean, if you like, if you're sitting there in six weeks with Sonny Luke and he still hasn't still done anything, which there. a lot of you will be, yeah. I think you're gonna have to make a move somewhere. Yeah. You can't just hold him forever. And that's where where I like like Turpin's time. Your team is going to be very limited, and Jacob Little more than likely the same. Reed Marnie and said it really turned into a difficult position this year, Hooker. Let's say post-origin, getting back to big minutes, Melbourne playing for top four, top eight spot, whatever it might be. When he's, let's say Grant's the number one hooker still, more than likely. No one screams out, pick me as your second best hooker. You might just have Reed Marnie plotting away there when you're running out of trades and he might be averaging 55 to 60, just doing a, doing a job as a backup hooker. You might not even play him in your 17. So I see potential longevity in Reed Marnie, whereas... All these other blokes being discussed. I think they're in for this period, then gone. Yeah. All right, our next two questions we've sort of already answered. Another one about Turpin. Sonny Luke answered that. Here's, our, uh, here's a little random one for this week. What's your favourite Pringles flavour? I actually, funnily enough, had this discussion on the weekend, believe it or mm-hmm. not. And we were saying how I respect Pringles because they didn't go with the traditional colours that others did. Yeah. I respect it heaps. They went salt, vinegar, blue. They went. They just went a little bit rogue on all of them, which I appreciate. I think I'm a salt, vinegar man myself. Where do you sit? You're going to hate me after this even more than normal. I reckon Pringles are overrated. I've never been a Pringles man. I reckon they're underrated. Underrated? Yeah, I reckon they do, yeah. The flavours don't do it for me. I, I, the, the, the cut of the chip... Aesthetic... The cut of the chip is fit to your tongue, you it, moron. It, it's, just, it's, it's perfect. Just, it's aesthetic... But it just, I don't, I've, I've never been a Pringles Pringle is man. the only chip that doesn't sell you air to. Yeah. It's all chip. It's all chip, yeah. It is all chip. No, I'm, I'm going like a, a Red Rock Deli or a Crisps or something. Oh, sure, Smith. but that wasn't the question. Okay, no, I, 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 yeah. I think Pringles. You just like to be controversial for the sake of being controversial. No, 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 my, my take is I think Pringles are overrated. And look, if I walked into the shop, would I buy Pringles? No. I could. If someone gives me Pringles... I, I'm yeah, in. I couldn't name a Pringles flavour. Oh, bullshit, you couldn't name a Pringles flavour. You, yeah. you couldn't name salt and vinegar original. Well, original. You, you throw, throw I could name bucket. original. Okay, well, there we go. And I, I think original chips are also massively overrated. Yes, hugely overrated. Yeah. Hugely. Like, that yeah. would be just cop out everyone's like, oh, original 
Pringles. I went through a period a couple of years ago where I was dating a girl who was way out of my league, but she was vegan, so I just had to cop it. And all I could eat that was vegan pretty much was uh, original chips. They're all vegan. Sucked. <laughs> Worst two months of my life. Tough period. If you put me in a lineup of 10 blokes and said, which one isn't vegan, you would pick me out in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> I'd be like the Zodiac killer standing in the lineup. You would see me straight away. Don't, um, don't, uh, don't reminisce on the tough days, mate. Nah, let them go. Um, all right. Let's get a little yarn there. We've actually got, we've got one more to come, which I think you're going to love, mm. which we will love. No one else might, but we will. From Mitch Doma, Dorma, SJ or Moses? Yeah, we've managed to go the whole show without really touching on the all-important half-base, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, we went deep into it last night on the playbook potty. But We've got two halfback questions to come here. Okay. It's, this one is SJ on Moses, and the next one from <laughs> Harry Barham is Hughes as a pod. So SJ, Moses, and Hughes are the three halfbacks we've been asked about. Short answer, Moses, and yes, Jerome Hughes as a pod. Moses is far and away the best option, I think. Pending origin selection. Yeah. Surely not. I was like, cool, one of them weeks where my trades would be semi-locked in. Yeah. And the first one was going to be Nathan Cleary to Mitch Moses. And then I saw reports, was it quote Freddie or was it someone saying within camp saying that Mitch Moses is right in the frame? I, I, I think saw, it might have been Brandy. Brandy, I yeah. could be wrong. Well, it was, I think it was, it was someone prolific enough that I was like, shit. So, Mitch Moses, 760K, break even 14. Has three tons this season. Two of those tons were in his last four games, 147 and 130. If Dylan Brown's out, he also gets all the ball in this side. Goal kicking, Parramatta's draw up coming. Bulldogs, Manly without all their origin stars. Dolphins, round 18 bye, doesn't concern me that week. Round 19 Warriors, Titans, Cowboys. Like, there could be three to five tons in that for Mitch Moses. And the thing about it is, sure, he has two lows of 16 in round one against the Storm and a 17 against the Titans, God knows how, uh, three weeks ago. But the fact that he also has the big tons in him, it kind of offsets it a little bit for me. Yeah. Uh, so look, I, I just think Mitchie Moses is the play at halfback. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I like him out of all of them. The other name that was thrown up, I didn't throw a question here, but I did see his name pop up, pop up a lot, is Adam Reynolds. Mm. Similar to Mitch Moses, I couldn't do it. Pending origin. Yeah. But I, I just think in general, Adam Reynolds is a bit of a trap, super coach wise. Yeah. Well, then you throw Matt Burton in there as well, potentially, who like feels no origin threat. Yeah. So, what I think the play. Here's what I'm thinking I'm thinking of going Cleary to Moses this week. If Moses gets picked for origin, I will probably go Crossland. Sorry. Let's say Moses gets picked for Origin and Nico Hines misses out. Obviously, Nico becomes a must-have next for next week. I would have the cash to go Phoenix Crossland to Nico Hines. But, yeah, with a good matchup against the Dogs, I don't think Moses plays Origin. He might, but I think Nico Hines is the seven for the Blues. But do you, do you, even if Moses does get picked, do you not think Nico has a good chance to be on the bench still? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, first and foremost... You don't have to make the move this way. If you can cover him okay, 
let's say yeah, you have a decent backup half to him. If you're Nico Hines, if you've got Nico and Cleary there in the halves, you don't have to sell Cleary this week. You can wait till next yeah. week and make that decision next week. I've got Phoenix Costland backing up, who I know he had a good last game, but I'm not filled with confidence in, so I don't really want to play him, especially with Kurt Mann back on the bench, who could eat into yes. his minutes. So you can hold clear if you need to. Uh, but yeah, I think Mitch is the play, and I'm leaning that way this week anyway. I'm an agent of chaos, and I love to see it. How good would it be if Nico Hines was suddenly available in Supercoach next week just yeah, to watch did. everyone fucking scramble? Yeah. People, people would ruin their teams long-term to get him in, I think. Yeah. And if he gets a 60, great. Yeah, and, and the, the joy in it is, I suppose, that... I keep going back to why Mitchie became such a prominent buyer. Like I was looking at Jerome Hughes, I think he's bottomed out. He's tick over. He's about five hundred and twenty-five, thirty k. I think he's a such a quality five fifty k. Sorry, pot option. He's been really, he's been solid this season without any big scores. He's been disappointing to be fair, but I think he'll come good. And at the cheaper price than Moses, I could make the case to go him to save money. But because of all this money in the bank, off the back of all these players we've spoken about that it sells. Yeah, I think Mitch is the play. Yeah. Got one last question that came from Reese Lawson. He said, boys, what time at Mooseheads? We're not telling you where we're going. I'll give you the hot tip. It won't be Mooseheads. I'll give you the hotter tip. Mooseheads is a show. There's a chance. I've been there before. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I'm past my expiry date for Mooseheads, personally. Mate, I'm running the show this weekend. Please. And we're not putting a line through Mooseheads. Oh, lose. All right. Uh, El Capitano's this week. Um... Hmm. Who the shark he's got? Storm in Melbourne. Storm. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. That, thank God. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the Broncos into the um, Storm matchup was the reason I sold him before Origin. So. Yeah. Um, I honestly have got no idea which direction I'm going in at the moment. Is mm-hmm. there a standout to you? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Dream Buller VC against the Titans into a Cody Walker 3 p.m. Saturday captaincy against uh, the Dragons oh, at Cody Jubilee. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a fair shout. Um, what if you got Turbo? Turbo, yes, I would. Yeah. And the other one, I think any Reese Walsh owners out there, Suncorp Stadium against the Flimsy Knights defence. 5.30 Saturday, Broncos full strength, humming along. I think he's a great player as well. I have not got the slightest fucking clue <laughs> who I'm going to captain this weekend. No idea at all. It might have to be someone that I bring in. I've got no idea. Nico, 4 o'clock Sunday, Arvo is a good player, especially when lots don't own. Against Melbourne, Amy Park, though. It's not ideal. I mean, that's considered 50 to the cows. <laughs> is that a positive or a negative? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll bounce back. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he is the best option, yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my little KP pod isn't helping me against the Broncos at Suncorp. That's well, not well I was pretty tempted, like, eyeing off a KP. Or I, really, I was pretty keen on Marju. Then I looked at their draw the next three weeks. I'm like, oh, I've got tough games. Yeah, I, I, I think the Bunnies match up. It's the one. Especially without Jack DeBellin. Yeah. In saying that, you're without Cam Murray and stuff, but I, I think the DeBellin's a bigger loss for St. George. Just quick, yeah, just quickly. Also, I, I threw out the, you know, who replaces Cleary in our halves this week a few times on socials. Everyone's saying, like, Hines, obviously. Well, he plays Melbourne this week in Melbourne, then misses two games in a row, so not Hines, obviously. Yes. Yeah. If All he right. plays next week, sure. Like, I'll buy him next week, but, I'm, yeah. 
what trades are you thinking at the moment? I think what you're, you're going to go for feeder to someone. Pretty flexible. So I'm thinking, yeah, potentially Cleary to Moses. And then for feeder to I'm tossing up John Bateman or Britton Nicara. And I'm leaning towards Nicara. I think I'm going to go Britton Nicara. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually like both as buys. And to be honest, I still like Isaiah Papali'i at the price as a buy, but uh, I'm leaning to Nikara. Yeah, he's definitely the one I'm leaning towards at the moment yep. as well. Uh, I had a lot of people message me this week about Olakawato. A lot of people interested in him mm. too. Maybe I've just been burnt, but I just feel like he's not himself at the moment. I feel like there's been a drop-off there. Um, you know, there could be a number of games over the next few weeks that he plays without DCE. I don't know. Three-round average of 45 rank yeah i think i just watched this week people probably look at maybe for feeder trade to him but watch this week and if he comes out and base as well and, and looks good maybe he could do it but he hasn't set the world alight has he yeah what about um i know we spoke about him before i, I kind of completely forgot what you said what about keon oh, i said no wait till after origin wait till after origin like as in if he doesn't get picked this game then like bunnies have the buy next week, so and then if he gets picked for Origin, he'll miss nine and twenty, so round seventeen. But no, I wouldn't go early on him. Mm. I think I tell you who would be a really interesting one if he didn't have the buy round sixteen. It'd be Jack Bird if he is if he does come back. Mm. It would be a nice little pod, but with that buy round sixteen, yep. I don't know. In saying that, if you look at your team and you're pretty sweet for round sixteen, uh, that's the thing. Check your numbers for sixteen. I think everyone's pretty damn sweet. Yeah. So. Put nine to nineteen, and there's no harm going early in a player that plays nineteen. Okay, all right, we're done and dusted. We're done. All right, guys, make sure you go grab yourself a case of bloke in a bar this week. Uh, support the beer that supports us here in Bloke Studios, obviously. Mm. That was seamless. Uh, and make <laughs> sure you go and check out Blue Wealth Property, guys. We've got the links in the description. And remember, comment on the YouTube. Comment on the comments below uh let us know jared croker game 300 this week how many super coach points will he score it's going to be the updated score not the initial score so you have to stay tuned for that on sunday arvo sunday morning around that mark whenever that normally comes in oh god knows could mate. be anywhere this yeah. weekend obviously so yeah jared croker 300th game this weekend we'll be down there super exciting leave a comment below let us know his super coach score you have to get the exact score to go into the running to join us at the field club at combank stadium next saturday 5 30 myself timmy maddie tom eddie will all be there at the field club having the time of our life after that game there is no footy on after either. Mm. So you might even get to come out and have a good time with us somewhere. Froth on. When I say you might, I'd say you almost definitely <laughs> be shocked if you don't. So that'll be a cracking evening. Really looking forward to that. Leave your comment below. Go have a listen to SC Playbook podcast last night. What did you talk about? Big dive into the halves options. What we, what our plans are there going forward and yeah, who we like, who we don't like. We went through a lot of the, lot of the options. Who would you have on last night? We had on the infamous Supercoach Spy, mm -hmm. and we had uh, Jalissa Raps on last night, which is exciting. So Jalissa loves a Supercoach, and she, 10 News NRL reporter, cricket, loves a cricket, 
She's a ripper. I love that she had you on the ropes early when she said, how many people did you ask before me? She rattled me so I saw early. it on your face. It was great. She rattled me a couple of times. I was times, cheering yeah. at home. It was fantastic. It was good from her. Love to see that. Yeah, unreal form. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evans. Uh, Jeff, send your email this week. We'll get you sorted. Comment below. Jared Croker's score. You know the routine. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.